My name is Gail Smith, and I am the spokesperson for the South African Human Rights Commission. The South African Human Rights Commission is a Chapter 9 body established to support democracy and to protect and oversee the protection of human rights in South Africa. Well, it's a process. I mean, you know, um, rights are complicated, they're interconnected, and it's a process of learning your rights. I mean, I think South Africans know that they have rights, and they do have a broad array of human rights that are protected by the Constitution. But part of our mandate as the South African Human Rights Commission is to educate people about their rights and to get people to understand their rights, not just so that they understand them, but so that they can act on them and can make necessary complaints when their rights are violated. Okay, so we do a range of things at the South African Human Rights Commission. One of the things we do is we litigate. So we appear in various courts in South Africa on behalf of people who um, complain to us about human rights abuses. The other thing we do with respect to monitoring is we have a research department that monitors socioeconomic rights. So those are the rights to water, sanitation, health care, etc. And then we have an advocacy unit that does advocacy around human rights work. So we do a range of activities. We, we do information sessions where people invite us and we go and speak about human rights. We do very specific targeted interventions where we would perhaps go into a school or we would um, go and just provide information, you know, at, at various places. One of the other things we do is we have a program called our Train the Trainer program where if people are interested in human rights, um, we will train people in human rights as part of our project around training trainers who can then go out in, into communities in order to train other people or teach people about their human rights. So the Human Rights um, Commission does a whole range of activities around, around human rights. And I think one thing that people um, perhaps don't know about the South African Human Rights Commission is that of the Chapter 9 bodies, we, are, we have one of the broadest mandates. So our mandate is not just to litigate. We have a mandate to educate. We have a mandate to monitor. We have a mandate to research. So our mandate is very, very broad in terms of all of the Chapter 9s. We probably have one of the biggest mandates. Well, I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole array of things, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very difficult question to answer because, you know, we have a very big country and we go out quite far and wide to do work on, on, on rights. But, you know, I mean, just explaining the most basic rights to people, you know, the fact that, that the right to dignity is one of, you know, it's one of the top two rights in terms of our Bill of Rights. And people don't even understand that as human beings in this country, we have a right to be treated with dignity, which is why it is an um, affront to someone's human right to be called a racial epithet or be to, to be treated in a way that people were treated under apartheid. So the recognition of dignity as a fundamental human right is very, very significant and important because it acknowledges our past and the fact that apartheid wasn't just a political system or an economic system, but it was also a social system in which people's dignity was impugned with, re with regularity and, 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 and that was protected by the law. People could do that to certain sectors of, of society um, and they were, they were protected by the law. So since 2012, the number one human rights violation in South Africa has been around the right to equality. So that remains the most 
the, the, the right that we, we, we go to court on the most as the South African Human Rights Commission. Specifically, those cases would involve the use of the K-word and other derogatory comments with racial undertones, such as the use of terms baboon or monkey. So it's the right to equality that is, is the top right, followed by the right labor disputes. We get a lot of labor disputes. Most of those we send through to the CCMA because they are another body that's been set up to deal with um, specific labor rights. Then the third top right that we deal with is around the um, access to healthcare services, to water, to food, and to social security. And then fifth is just administrative action, which is really just where people feel that government hasn't done what they were they, they had intended to do or what they were um, meant to do. And then the fifth one is um, in relation to people who've been arrested or detained unfairly. So those are top, are top three sort of issues that we deal with the most. Well, it's a difficult question to answer. And if we had the answer to that question, we, you know, we wouldn't need to exist anymore as a human rights commission. We could all retire and say, well, everything's hunky-dory. I think that, you know, it starts, you, you, we, can, we can make as many laws as we want to. We can, and we do, we've got incredible legislation, you know, to support the Constitution and inequality. But if we don't have a change of hearts and minds, you know, then laws don't really make that much of an impact, yeah? The, the change has got to come in from within. And one of the things that we've launched recently is something called the Anti-Racism Pledge. And we would invite people, your listeners, to go to our website, www.sahrc.org.za, and to take the Racism Pledge. Because what we are seeing from the Racism Pledge, from all kinds of South Africans of all ages, all races who are taking the pledge, and we ask them, why do you think racism is bad? The responses that we are getting, it would indicate that most South Africans are fundamentally good people. Most South Africans fundamentally want us to, to be a nation and want us to move beyond our racist past. And so, you know, the, and, and that heartens us because it shows that there's hope for the future. It's got to come from within. But having said that, there also needs to be a recognition that inequality is what contributes to a lot of the racism that we see in the country today. Yeah, and we have to recognize that we have to also address the structural racism left over from our past, and we have to address poverty and the socioeconomic issues that are causing poverty, because without equality, it's very, very difficult for us then to have dignity and for us to have, um, you know, a society in which all are free and equal. Well, today um, was a wonderful day for us because we had a very successful intervention at the Equality Court in Sechejo in Limpopo, the South African Human Rights. A, a, a transgendered school pupil had been subjected to terrible victimization um, in the school. Um, her, you know, she's transgendered, and her rights to equality and to be treated with dignity had really been impacted in the school by, by adults who should have known better. And she complained to the Human Rights Commission, and we took the matter to court. And just this morning, the court found in favor of her and the South African Human Rights Commission. So that's one of the good news stories. We did a very successful intervention in the Matt-Tienison um, matter. I'm sure you remember that from Facebook, where he said some things on Facebook. We contacted him, and we had a very successful intervention in that instance. Another thing that we, we did was we had a case brought to us by a community in Pumalanga 
called the Arthurstone community. They'd been evicted from a piece of land where they had lived for a long time. The eviction, they had appealed the eviction notice, but they were evicted anyway. They came to the South African Human Rights Commission. We intervened on their behalf, and the, um, the eviction order was, was overturned. So those are just some of them. But, I mean, you know, I think that but we do a lot of really, really good work in terms of our interventions. But what people don't realize is that when people come to us, often they have been so beaten down, they've been so downtrodden, and they're so confused and don't know really where to turn anymore. And often we, you know, we can intervene and we can help them and we do help them. But when we, we also give them the, the option to remain anonymous. Yeah, because we want to protect their dignity. So if somebody's been called a K-word, that's humiliating enough. So when you resolve that conflict, you don't necessarily want to go to the media and say, hey, yay, we've resolved this conflict, because then you expose that person to further sort of humiliation. It's humiliating to have your dignity impugned. It's humiliating to have your human rights denied. And so a lot of the time we have to be very careful about how we speak about our success stories in the media because we don't want to subject the people who come to us to further further embarrassment and humiliation. Well, I think for many reasons. One that, you know, the fact that we, we do, we are recognized internationally as a country that um, legally, you know, to the highest law in the land, the Constitution, recognizes human rights. I mean, we have one of the best constitutions in the world, and our Constitution is internationally recognized because there are very few countries in the world that have 27 basic human rights protected by the Bill of Rights. They are not just protected by the Bill of Rights, they are also what's called justiciable, which means that you don't only have the right, but you as a, you could be anybody, you could be a, a gogo in Danzane, if, you're, if any of those rights are violated, you then have the further right to go to court and, and to what we call litigate in order to have your rights protected. You have the right to go to court for for healthcare services, for for adequate housing, for sufficient water. So you know that that's why it's important. It's it's an important month because it's an important month for us to highlight the fact that human rights really really do matter. And so for us, it's probably it's our busiest month of the year. We're doing a lot of work with a whole range of organisations who want to do something on human rights, and and human rights matter just because. They were denied for so many generations, for so many South Africans. You know, the inequality that we see today is a direct consequence of legal and government policies in the past, which fundamentally denied the human rights of the majority of South Africans. We have quite an exciting um, event at on the 29th of March, we, we are having an awards for community radio. One of the things that we, we, we realize is that communities that live off the grid, as it were, or who are not necessarily in big cities, don't really have access to information. So we've, we've, we've had a competition with community radio stations that do reach deep into rural communities. And we've had a competition called Stand Up for Someone, Someone's Human Rights. We were overwhelmed by the response. And so on the 29th, we're going to have our gala awards and hand out the awards for the best radio clips that have been produced for that. And then we're going to have, you know, we have human rights events all around the country throughout this year. We have a youth dialogue on the 17th of March at Constitution Hill. 
We have human rights events in Griekwastak, Bessel, Bredasdorp, Virginia, Sarah Bartman District. We have a whole range of events that are happening. And a lot of these events are training events where if people want to learn more and they want to become human rights champions, they should get in touch with the Human Rights Commission and we will put them in touch with our provincial office. The other thing we have running, of course, is this anti-racism pledge, and we would really encourage people to go to our website and to fill in the anti-racism pledge, because we think that it's very, very important that people do take a stance. Um, and then the other thing we're having on the 15th of March, which is next week in the Western Cape, we're having a seminar on violence on the Cape Flats. So there's going to be a gathering looking specifically at gang violence on the Cape Flats, because I'm sure, as you're aware in the media, you know, hundreds of children get killed every year in the crossfire in, in gang violence. And so, you know, I mean, this, this really is a big social problem that needs to be addressed because everyone has a, has a right to life. And it is a stain on our society that children are getting killed um, in gang violence. So those are just some of